I am doing two people's jobs. I'm not getting paid for two people's jobs. You're about to lose the one person that can do two people's jobs. Unless you start paying me. To do two people's jobs. a lot of... Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2 speed, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hi, Workwives. This is Stacey Lynn from Denver. Any tips on creating boundaries versus being perceived as not being a team player? Thanks in advance. Ooh, Stacey Lynn, such a good question, actually. Ugh, such an important question. Yes. And really, honestly, a question we should all be asking ourselves throughout our careers. Absolutely. I love this question because the answer to this question is the elasticity clause and not the one that's in the Constitution. Oh, what are we talking about here? We're going to get into it. <laughs> The elasticity clause is just this. It's that every single one of us, no matter where you're at in your career, there is some amount of your job description you're doing and some amount of it you're not doing. And there's some amount that's work you're doing that's not in your job description that's over, above, and beyond. And there's like there's a certain amount of like, I'm going to do more than they asked me to do in hopes that they're going to pay me more. But there's also like when you get too far beyond that, when the elasticity breaks and it becomes fragile, when you're already doing the job, you're not getting paid to do it. Then then you retract and you go, okay, never mind. This just became a plateau job and I'm going to see myself out the door. Gets a rubber band. You're stretching yes. a bit, mm-hmm. coming back to the original shape. Totally. And if you, you can use this elasticity to your advantage in getting more money. That's what we like. So that's what we're talking about here today. That's the answer to Stacey Lynn's question. And I'm sorry, like, where does the term, the elasticity clause, come from? The elasticity clause itself is, is like, in the United States Constitution. What it talks about is, <laughs> a little, little professor nerd yes, moment here. Uh-huh. That's fine. Um, Let's get some elbow patches <laughs> over there. Yes, perfect. There are, there are powers enumerated to the federal government in the Constitution that are, that are clear and direct in period. These belong to the federal. There are powers that are given to the state, period. Then there are powers that are elastic, that are, oh. that are like, oh, the federal government can expand and contract. Spoiler alert. The government will never contract. So you want to keep it from expanding. But but do you? But do you? <laughs> yeah. That's a different podcast, everyone. <laughs> but like, so that's that's where I, I take the concept of the elasticity clause and put it into your work life. There are powers that are given to you and powers that are given to your next role, right? And you want to be doing them, expanding your role into that role so you're a natural fit. But you want to keep yourself just on this side of it so that they're willing to pay you to take the leap rather than, oh, I can get it. It's a two for one sale. Apparently. I was just going to say, this is where the capitalistic tendencies of corporate America come into play in which they want the most amount of work for the least amount of money. Mm-hmm. Whereas you as an individual want the most amount of money for the least amount of work. So if you get too elastic, too expanded with your job description, we're going to get into it. So Stacey, for you, what this is manifesting as is wanting to have boundaries around your work and you want to make sure that you're still in the good graces of your managers and your colleagues by being proactive and being excited about it and being, for promotion. saying yes, yes, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Totally. 
What this might look like for other people is you're continuously given more work that's outside your job description. That workload is ever increasing. It's not happening with any pay, compensation, or title increase. This may be happening over the course of several years. If you are coming to us, Stacy, and saying, I've been in this role for nine months and this is happening to me, I think that's a little premature. I would say sit down and do your job. Correct. But if this is happening over the course of three, four, five years. Mm-hmm. And and you're only ever seeing the one or two yeah. or maybe 3% pay increases. I like to call them the inflation raises because right. it's just enough to cover inflation. Although this year it might be really good. Inflation's at 6.4%. Bring on so the you, inflation raise, please. You can make some money this year. <laughs> but yeah, like like the the situation that a lot of us are in, and I think where this question is coming from, Stacey Lynn, even if she's not in this desperate yet, is... I'm noticing I'm doing a lot more work. I'm pulling my weight and other people's carrying the whole fucking team on my back. And I'm still only making junior level, entry level, whatever pay. So if you find yourself in this situation where where you're feeling like I'm overworked and underpaid and I'm trying to create more boundaries, but still trying to be a team player, just like, just like Stacey Lynn is, you're probably in one of three situations. And we're going to talk about each of the three situations and what makes them unique. And then where the elasticity clause comes to play. And you can use it to your advantage to make more money. If you find yourself in this situation where you see all of these red flags and you're feeling really stressed, the first thing you want to do is go find your job description and then take a look at it. I feel feel like we have this like set it and forget it mentality towards the job description when really it represents a contract between you and your employer. These are the things I've agreed to do at a certain rate. You ask me to do anything off that page, then we're going to be talking about more or possibly less money, but either way, we got to be talking about it. A really good episode for exactly how to break down a job description, what you're looking for is episode three, take a look at it, make sure it's one of those things you like take notes during, you may have to slow it down to 0.5 because we talk really <laughs> fast. Um, and there's three different scenarios in which you might fall. And we're going to kind of hit each one of them really quickly and then we'll dive into them. If you're looking at your job description, the first scenario you might find yourself in is that you've discovered you're not doing your job at all. <laughs> uh, turns <laughs> at out. At least not the one on your job description. <laughs> you're doing a job, you're somebody's job. Something. Some, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're showing up every day. You're getting the coffee. It's fine. Yeah, I People guess. like you. <laughs> Better. Those on your job description is the question. Mm. So you're doing something, but it's not in your job description. And you're not doing your job at all. Second scenario you might find yourself in when you're looking at your job description is you're doing your job precisely, completely, mm-hmm. and you're also doing more. Yeah, this is where your your manager, your company is getting a two for one sale on employees. Ugh. So, ugh. and you're getting a something else. Yeah. It's not a deal for you. Filling an expletive here. <laughs> the last scenario, and and I think the one that most of us fall into is you're doing some of your job and you're doing some of another job description, but there's parts that are not quite matching up. Before we dive into each one of these scenarios, we have a few things to say up at the top. Where, where is it? It's up top. It's up top. It's at the top. Up at the top. First and foremost is check your attitude. We talked about attitude, entitlement, a few things down that road in episode 16. If you're noticing a problem, the first thing you do is ask yourself, is it me? And episode 16 helps out with that. The other thing we want to make sure that you're paying attention to before we dive into the rest of the content is making sure you're making the most of your statuses and Mm one-on-ones. These two tools are some of the foundational things you have in your arsenal in communicating with your manager, making sure there are no surprises in that relationship because you've been having weekly and monthly checkpoints that are planned, expected, and assigned agendas. Totally. Like we, we took the answer to this question from Stacey Lynn as if you don't 
know any of this yet or you're in the middle of your job and you're like, yeah, in a perfect world, I would have had a perfect interview and I would have had a perfect one-on-one. I would have had a perfect status. We understand that's not the case for 90% of our listeners. So we want to make sure we gave you all kinds of other tools to help with this. You're going to find more information about sauces and one-on-ones in episodes two and four. We're going to dive into the rest of the answer to this question after the break. Circle right back. Why do I feel more cheesy when I say something like that? It's so cheesy. That's why. Your Work Wife is a brand new podcast. As a new podcast, it needs some help. So we want you to send it to your work wife. Send it to someone who needs a work wife. Send it to that one person who like always gets left behind in those sad, sad meetings. Send it to a girl you know who deserves better. Send it to your boss you hate. Maybe they'll quit. Send it to your favorite colleague at the last company you work with. Send it to that person who you left behind. Send it to any of your LinkedIn connections who have the hashtag open to work on their profile picture. Yeah, and tell them why that's a bad idea. Send it to any of the 12 million people in this country who are looking for a new job right now. And after you send it to all those people, every single one of them, rate, review, subscribe. We're excited to get down to like exactly what situation Stacey Lynn finds herself in and maybe what other people find themselves in. Just as a reminder, there's three scenarios. Like once you've gotten your job description from HR, you've taken a look at it, you have either realized you're not actually doing your job or you are doing your job and a whole nother job, two for one sale. That's what we're <laughs> going to call it. Or, which is I think where most people find themselves, they're doing some part of the job descriptions, but they're doing other projects that maybe they're more interested in. And it just comes down to needing some alignment. All right, let's take it to scenario one. You have looked at your job description and you're not doing your job at all. Jeez. <laughs> and, and like, I just want to like assuage some fears here. This is actually fairly easy to do. I, I am notorious for doing this. Like I'll get a job description and I'll get hired for a job and then I'll just like get really bored with it. And so I'll just find myself <laughs> taking on special projects and doing things. And suddenly I've invented like this whole new department for myself and I'm kind of taking over the world. It's fine. But, but I realized like the actual tasks that I got hired to do because my hiring manager was in scarcity for a whole fucking month before they finally hired me to do a thing are not getting done. And, and that's one of the reasons that I'm running into like, oh, I'm, I'm doing the work to get a promotion, but I'm not getting it because the actual measuring stick by which I'm measured in performance is not moving off zero. There's a simple solution to this. The solution is to do your job. And hand in hand with that, you're going to have a one-on-one with your manager. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that you've been having them already. If not, you're going to start having them. Before before you even get to that one-on-one, you may actually take a couple weeks to schedule it. So like maybe let's schedule a couple weeks out. Take a couple weeks and just kind of don't scrap the other projects you've taken on because you obviously have obligations there. But like start doing your actual job and see how much time it takes you. So you come into that meeting armed with data, not just like feel like I'm doing shit at my job because then she'll just give you a pep talk, pat you on the head and send you your mm-hmm. way because she's probably also forgotten that you're not doing your job. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Right. <laughs> so you can say to her in that one on one, I've been assessing how I use my time. I'm going to adjust to make sure that I'm accounting for everything you've asked me to do yes. in my job description. Mm-hmm. Or here's all the other things on my plate. What would you like me yeah, to deprioritize? Right? That's like, the question. Because obviously this stuff over here isn't happening. And in that in that situation, actually, you may find that your manager goes, oh, <laughs> we've been doing fine without these things happening because someone else has taken it and you didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a perfect scenario, actually. I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> but... <laughs> But you also may f- you also may find yourself in the like, okay, great. Actually, I do need to do this and it's been falling through the cracks and I'm going to deprioritize 50% of this. And don't get offended by what they take off your plate because you need to do your job in order to keep your job. 
Scenario number two, you're doing your job and you're doing more than your job and it's time for you to ask for more money. Yeah, two for one sales over. You need a new title and a new job description and a new pay. Congratulations. <laughs> this is when you're getting to the outer limits of your tolerance for the elasticity. You understand that in order to get a bit of a raise, you got to give a little bit more. Sure, totally. But there is a limit to that. And, you know, Stacey Lynn, you're aware there are boundaries. There are boundaries to that. That's exactly what you're talking about. How much are you willing to do before they start paying you for it? And if you find yourself in this situation, the answer is you've gone too far. Mm. Like if you're, you're asking the question, you've gone too far. Mm -hmm. The rubber band broke. You're no longer elastic. You're doing two people's jobs. You're overworked and grossly underpaid. What do you do about it? You have a one-on-one. -on -one. Yep. <laughs> this is our answer to all the it things. It is the answer. Like adults, you should talk about shit. <laughs> and that one-on-one, -on -one, you need to come fully prepared. And, and by fully prepared, I mean fully prepared to leave. Because it's, you're presenting to your manager, look at my job description, see that I'm doing all of this. And mm -hmm. she will verify that. And gold stars all the way down. All the way down. Then you give her a list of what else you're doing above and beyond. Also gold stars all the way down. It better be gold stars all the way down. And then you present out those two options. Either we need to have a serious conversation about my compensation. Or I'm not doing any of this anymore. <laughs> Such a power move. You have to, because here's the problem. If you say, okay, I'm doing too much work. I'm going to do less. You're not going to stop doing work. It no, doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. And maybe your manager says, okay, we'll offload some projects. Well, in the course of that, who's going to be training the new person to do that project? You. Who's always going to be the source of information? You. That means you're going to be spending more time not only doing the thing while someone's getting trained on, but also being their, their tech support down the road. So once again, you're doing work that you're not getting paid for, period. You have to present some scarcity to your manager. I am doing two people's jobs. I am not getting paid for two people's jobs. You're about to lose the one person that can do two people's jobs. Unless you start paying me. To do two people's There's jobs. There's a lot of... <laughs> 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 it's amazing I got that far in it without turning myself around. It's an ultimatum. It is an ultimatum, but it's, it's the only one that's going to work. And it'll only work if it is gold stars all the way down on both your job description and everything else. Mm -hmm. You have to make sure your shit is tight. Yeah. And this is, this is why I told Holland we were prepping for this. That like the first situation where you're not doing your job at all, pretty rare. The second situation where you're doing two people's jobs, also, also pretty, pretty rare. rare. <laughs> Everyone thinks they fall in this category, but truth hurts, babe. You're not in this category. Stacy very well might be. She might be. She, she could be but awesome. Most of us aren't. Yeah. <laughs> including myself, including yourself, exactly. right? Exactly. Most of us, Stacey Lynn, find ourselves in this third situation where you're doing some of your job description, you're doing a lot of other things, but there are parts of your job description you're not doing. And this is where you just need, you guessed it, a one-on-one. -on -one a one-on-one. -on -one. With your manager talking about alignment. The alignment we need is getting your job description in alignment with what your manager wants you to spend your time doing. Not only does that job description need to align with what your manager needs to do, but also needs to align with what you want to accomplish yes. in the company, right? So like, this is a great opportunity for you to reassess your next three moves, your goals. If you've, if Stacey Lynn, you've taken on projects to be more of a team player because you're interested in that aspect of the team over there, mm -hmm. then, then great. Tell her then like, hey, I know you need these things done, but of these five things, three of them really align with my passion over here. Can I keep these or prioritize these and deprioritize these other two? Or is there another person that can take those? Something like that. Really clear communication is vital during this conversation. Totally. And, and it starts if you both have one document in front of you, that's the job description. Like you've done this ahead of time. You're prepared for this conversation, but it's useful to have it in front of you and talk through it. Let's go line by line. Is this getting accomplished right now? You can tell her, I am doing it about 60% of the time. Great. Then she says, okay, I actually need it done 100% of the time. 
and there's another person on my team who's better suited to it. Whatever. Great. Let her do it. All right, Stacey Lynn, I hope one of those scenarios resonated with you, made you feel like you're like, that's me and that's what I'm going to do next. Because I know that you can take advantage of your next one-on-one to make sure that your job description is in alignment, that you're doing your job and that you're doing a job that's going to get you to your next move. And because you paid what you're worth. Got a question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. The thing I love about listening to you talk is like, you have such a vast breadth of intellect from not just your lifetime, but from like many more lifetimes, <laughs> like many more lifetimes and you should be. She just called me old, everyone. No, I'm saying like, because. <laughs> um, you look- I was trying to deliver a compliment. I'm, I'm here for it. For the record. I'm not good at taking compliments. You have in your brain more knowledge and first of all anyone I've ever met but it manifests as like you being able to reference the words company man and know where it or originates putting a pin on your letterman's jacket which is a blooper I wish got in <laughs> an episode one of my favorites what did you just say just now the half dozen of one six it's, dozen yeah. of another yeah <laughs> six dozen no no me on the other hand half dozen of one six of another whatever it's incredible well thank you you just have to listen to me about six or seven times on every one of these episodes. <laughs> I know. Poor girl. I have a great time. <laughs>